Hi, I'm Reagan, and thanks for listening to my dad's podcast, Lasting Learning. Welcome to Lasting Learning, the podcast that was started because I thought I had things to say. The podcast that continues to grow because we've learned that your stories matter more. Welcome to Lasting Learning, where we explore great people doing extraordinary things, sharing with us the lasting lessons they've learned along the way. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. Now let's get on to the episode. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Lasting Learning Podcast. Today, you got a pretty fun episode that you're going to be listening to because you're going to be learning about a new friend of mine while I learn in real time. And these are these are the sometimes the best episodes for me. You know, sometimes I bring guests on that have been friends of mine for years and years and years. And sometimes we have a lot of inside jokes and it's hard for people to track the conversations because we're just laughing and joking about memories. Today, though, it's a conversation being had in real time as I get to know a new friend right along with you. This is a friend who um, came into to my life maybe four, five, six months ago. I can't even tell you how long we've been connected, but it's been it's been pretty recent. And I'll be honest, um, mad respect for her. She is doing amazing things, making people smile, making people think, making people reflect. And she really does an amazing job of focusing on the things that matter most. She's a friend from the north, or maybe it's just to the east. I'm not quite sure how the geography works for all of this, but she's hanging out in Ontario, changing the lives of kids and adults there and here in the States. No, many, thank you so much for joining us today on Lasting Learning. Dave, it's really nice to be on your podcast and I'm super excited about this conversation. Thank oh, you for having me. Yeah, I think I'm way more excited than you are. So just let, let me be clear about that. We were joking earlier that today is like podcasting day for you. This, we're, we're breaking the ice for you and you are a podcast veteran after today. You're being on, you're on all the shows, doing all the things, having all the conversations Today, yesterday, if I would have I had had a conversation with you today, you would have been lost. I had no idea what what podcasting was all about. But today, you can kind of run the show. So at any time today, just steal the mic, start going, do your thing. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> today was the podcasting day for sure. Yes. So no, many tell tell people who you are. I I told them you're hanging out in Canada, uh, changing the lives of kids and adults. But aside from that, who are you? What do you do? What do people need to know about you? So I would say that I'm a teacher at heart. I always have been. I think ever since I was a little kid, I've always dreamt of being a teacher and played teacher most of my childhood. Um, I was born in the little island of Sri Lanka. Uh, we immigrated to Canada a while back because there was a civil war there and we had to escape it to come to Canada. And we became Canadian citizens. Um, I spent half my life there. I would say, and half my life here, but um, the years are flying by. So it is my drum roll, 20th year of teaching. Um, and I'm loving every moment. There's been definitely um, interesting curves and turns and um, 
moments of resilience. But other than that, it's been honestly the best decision of my life becoming a teacher. And I love it. Wow. So that's, that's awesome. a little bit about me. <laughs> oh, that, that's awesome. I'm going to go back because I've always pronounced it Sri Lanka. You said Sri Lanka. So it's tomato, tomato, I'm guessing. It's, is it, does, it, does it matter if I call it Sri Lanka? Is that okay? I think it's A-okay. I okay. think pronunciation and accents, and I think that's a part of culture, and I think that's something we should embrace, and it's, it's exciting. Okay. So mm. Sri Lanka to Ontario, Canada. How does mm. one say that we're going to flee because of civil war and move to Ontario, Canada? What was it about Canada that, that brought you there? Actually, I don't think it was a decision that was easily made. Um, there was no choice in leaving for my parents, who were probably just younger than, well, I think younger than me when they came here, mm. which was hard because they spent most of their life there. And um, we had family in a lot of different countries who sponsored us. The first sponsorship that came through was from Canada. And we took it. <laughs> I think when it comes to safety, you kind of like they, they as uh, we, they had two kids. So they wanted to leave the country, they took it and they came. So I think that's why it was Canada. It could have easily been the United States or Australia or any other country, United Kingdom. But we came here because that was the first one that came and it was safe. And we were looking forward to a brighter future. Wow, that's that's awesome. Yeah. It, but the world really is at at your at your hands right at your feet right now where you could go anywhere you want to do anything you want. But you've been there for better than 20 years now, um, mm -hmm. changing lives. Do you consider Canada, Ontario? Is that home for you? Oh, 100 percent. It's home. I think when people ask me sometimes, um, where are you from? I think I take it like, oh, I was born. Okay, yeah, I was born in Sri Lanka. That's also home. It's close to my heart and I will always remember that experience. But where I grew up, where I was educated, where I have everything I have in my life is in Canada right now. So yeah, it's home. Have, have you ever been to the States to, to hang out? Yes, I have lots of family in lots of different states. Okay. I would say I love being to the United States. It's been uh, a very refreshing change. And I love Americans and I love visiting. So I'm, I'm going to ask you a loaded question. Just know okay. that. Uh -oh. Because <laughs> I, I've got a lot of Canadian friends as well. And Canada is outside of the U.S. probably my favorite favorite place on planet earth the people ah, there, that's nice the people there are just i mean it's cold don't get me wrong it's cold a lot of ice a lot of snow a lot of stereotypes and maple syrup and hockey and all all the things but the people are just some of the most genuinely amazing kind-hearted um just absolutely incredible people in, in canada in in the states when you come come down here you know, we've got 50 states, territories, provinces, districts, and every single one has its own identity. The people are very, very different from Philadelphia, New York, Boston to California, Rhode Island, Oklahoma, Florida. Like everybody is different. In Canada, it feels like everybody is just kind and amazing. In the states, eh, based, based on the state, the city, the region. So here's the loaded question. What's your favorite state? I love California. Oh, you were supposed to say Michigan. <laughs> You've already failed. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> All I'm, right, California. I, I just, Why? California. Because um, I would say my top three reasons is very culturally diverse. Yeah. You can go anywhere and do anything with any culture. 
Mm. Um, I kind of fit in. I don't feel like I'm an outsider when I go there. Mm. Uh, I have lots of amazing cousins and family there. So I feel like I'm home anyway, because there's so many families I could visit and hang out with and chat with. And I know so many people. And then when you extend it, if I think about my heritage, there's so much Sri Lankan people um, in California. So mm -hmm. if I ever wanted to dress up in a sari and go out to a baila dance party, it's there. And um, everyone is more like me because they speak like me, they've um, gone through the immigration process, they're North American, and we kind of get each other more because we've been through that journey compared to when I visit back home to where I was born, I feel like I don't really fit in. I want to so help the culture and I so want to fit in to do um, everything I'm doing, but there's a little bit of a disconnect because I have that North American um, I don't know, growing up here, that experience that I bring with me, that disconnects me from my home culture, but I fit easier in, in California because everyone's like me. Wow. That, that is super interesting <laughs> to me. Super interesting that California, I thought the answer was going to be when you said California, you were going to talk about the geography or the weather or LA, San Francisco, but no, it was because you feel like you fit in, even though it's 2,500 miles away from where you are right now, you feel like you fit in better there than even where you were born. Yeah, that is that is fascinating to me. Can, can I go a little bit deeper into that? If you mind? Do you feel like you fit in where you are right now? So I definitely feel like there's not a lot of people like me in my culture. There's a lot of people from my um, country. Mm -hmm. There is, I would say I, I fit in because I want to fit in and I blend in and I'm very good at um, making friends and hanging out and finding um, understanding and common ground. But I would say it's easier to fit in where there's people who um, kind of have the like-mindedness and they are um, Sri Lankan mixed heritage or they are from different cultures. They understand the progress that the country has made in Sri Lanka, but is now compared to, I think, in, on, in Brampton, in Ontario right now, I find a lot of people are. So if you go back 25, 30 years, the mindset is from that era. They haven't um, gone back or they haven't experienced what it's like in Sri Lanka now to see that change. Mm. And it's, it's a little bit of a um, holding on to the olden days. And then that culture is changed so much, even back in Sri Lanka. So it's harder to connect because we are um, really holding on to that memory of what we left. I think that's the disconnect, but I still love everyone here. I love my Sri Lankan colleagues here. I like um, um, my colleagues who are not Sri Lankan who are getting to know me. And I uh, definitely have some Sri Lankan friends who I really connect with. Again, super intrigued by this. So here, here, <laughs> here in the States, um, maybe five, six years ago, I moved from Michigan to Florida for a time and then went from Florida back to Michigan. Smaller moves uh, than, than what you had to experience. Smaller culture shock. 
obviously. And here in the States, I'm in my mid forties. I'm a, I'm a white guy in my mid forties. So it's, it's difficult for me to say there's not a place for me to find a place to fit in here. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm, I'm putting that bias on the table, but I'm going to ask a question that I think some other people might be thinking. I'm going to ask it and I'm, I'm curious your thoughts. Some people might be saying that when you're describing your culture and the community of people that you surround yourself with, they might be asking, why are you surrounding yourself or why are you putting yourself, not, I don't want to say a bubble, but surrounding yourself um, more exclusively with people who have the heritage or the cultural identity that you had when you were born, as opposed to yourself assimilating to the place that you are now? Tough question. <laughs> um, so I would say I am a very good example of assimilation because I probably went to a school with um, very diverse cultures. I teach in a community where I'm one of the only very few Sri Lankan teachers. Mm. Um, so I would have said that I'm, a, I think I, 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 I'm gonna go the opposite way. I'm gonna tell you why I feel that warm heartedness in California or why I love being there. It's because I don't have it here. Um, and I'm really searching for it here. So I, I try to join the all girls clubs or all girls schools or try to make that connection. But I think everybody is craving that connection. But I think when I go to the States, it's already there. It's established. Mm. You want to go to a dance. It's already organized. It's there. What can I bring? How can I help? Or do you need help fundraising? No problem. Do you want to organize the DJ? No problem. It's, um, it's something I can learn from. So I think that's why I am more drawn to my own cultural bubble, but it's not because they're any different or any better. It's because I think it's easier to connect to, to start off with. And then I can assimilate faster because I can say, oh, I can talk to you, Dave. You might not get what I've been through, but I can tell you my story because I'm more comfortable mm. because now I've gotten to know you. If I, I think that's more personality or maybe more um, the quietness of the culture and the way we speak and interact. We have to gain trust and know people to make that connection before we open up. Does that make sense? Oh, it makes total sense. Okay. Yeah. And I, and yeah. I appreciate you, you taking a minute and, and walking people through that because it's, I think it's an important understanding for people to have because you're, you're not exclusionary with your no. mindset. As a matter of fact, it's the exact opposite. One of your passions, one of the things I know that you write and you talk about a lot is the idea of diversity and equity and appreciation for not just everybody's uniqueness, but also, you know, their, their strengths, their differences, what brings everybody together. It, it's really the heart of, of who you are and the work that you're doing right now. Talk, talk to me a little bit about some of the things that you're thinking, writing, sharing with, with others right now through that lens. I think I really did some reflecting this year and I really wanted to see what have I not explored. And I thought, you know what, um, something I haven't really explored from my past was the importance of peace and maintaining peace and peace education. And that was important. So that's something I'm reflecting on this year. I wanna try and do a picture book. I'm trying to um, put something together where I can have lesson plans because I think this year taught me 
how small the world can really be if it needed to be to connect with everyone around the world and mm. know that it's not Canada or the United States or Sri Lanka. It's more, we're all countries together in this beautiful world and we need to help each other and support each other as we, we work towards the future. And I think 20 years ago, that was not possible. It was harder to see that happening because I remember when I first came here, I couldn't really um, call my friends or talk on Skype or do Zoom, like it was not there. So we still are friends. We saw each other once a year, maybe when I went back. If we timed it right, if we all went back at the same time, we all met each other and we kept in touch. And those friendships from kindergarten are still there. But it was so much harder to maintain. But right now, it almost is like the world is a little bit smaller with technology. And the opportunity is there to know that, you know what, maybe I look like me, and you need to see me for who I am, my culture, my accent, possibly my um, skin color, possibly my beliefs on views on equity. But, but more importantly, I'm Canadian. I mean, doesn't that blow your mind that I could be Canadian? And then you think about how small that world became suddenly because all the cultural heritages get mixed slowly over the years. And as people immigrate into different countries, they bring a little bit of themselves as they assimilate and they integrate. But then it makes the culture so much richer, which means we all as a whole world need to maintain that peace and understand differences. And I think that was an important part that I wanted to reflect on this year. And um, that's what I'm working on. But I think with equity, I think I went on a different angle because I wanted to really focus on helping people understand that differences make us richer. It really does. And differences are how we connect, not similarities necessarily, because it's really hard to find another person like me to connect with, right? And that's what a good thing. No, <laughs> I, no, 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 absolutely. And I, I, think, I think that's one of the beautiful things about life is that there's not going to be anybody else out there like you. You know, that, that's why I, I do this podcast is so that people can get to know you, not the stereotype of you, not the not people like you, but get to know you because you do have amazing gifts. You do have amazing passions and interests and skills and, and opportunities that you are looking to grow into. And, and that's what makes you incredible is you, not mm -hmm. all the other things that, that people think of when they, when they see you or when they hear you or they read about you, but, but you. Yeah. I, I want to talk about one of the things that you, that you mentioned that you're working on right now. You said, picture book um my ears picked up on, on that so picture books typically aren't written for 40 year old men like me um, <laughs> they're, they're typically written for younger readers i'm assuming um and I, I know it's still an infancy stage right now and you probably don't want to necessarily go too far into it but I, i'm just gonna ask why why the idea of a picture book versus a novel or a, a, a another blog why a picture book? That's an excellent question. So it came a picture book because you know what? As an elementary teacher, 
I use picture books every single day when I teach. I teach K to eight and I've used picture books in all the grades I've taught. I've taught kindergarten up to grade eight. And um, it is something I always um, work with when I have to have a courageous conversation. If mm -hmm. I want to talk about a very tough topic, um, let's say racism, that's somehow the inspiration for my topic and my starter. So I thought, you know what, I've used so many picture books to teach some amazing lessons to make connections with individual students and groups of students to bring their uh, equity mindset forward to make sure they have a positive mindset going forward and find solutions to inclusion, inclusion and equity based solutions. I thought, I've never read a picture book that had someone like me. Mm. I never had a, a girl like me in a picture book. And I thought it would be something fun to work on. Then I thought, what would be the message? And I thought, hmm, I think I want it to be about peace because it's something I never ever um, had growing up as a child. I always was going to school in security and safety and always worried about something happening. And schools were always so highly secured. Grow up, growing up in a civil war, it just, it was a natural part of life. And when I came to Canada, that's something I always felt like I didn't have to worry about. And it's something I wanna always maintain. And I think everywhere around the world, every single child deserves that peace of mind. And um, it's something we can achieve, I think, as a global society. I think it's really possible with making so many connections and um, teachers being from so many different cultures today in 2021, it's really possible to do so. So that's where the, the interest came from. And I also did a little project when I did my honors thesis on picture books and representation. And I think um, the research, now I'm older, but back when I was a very brand new teacher, um, the research really pointed towards the importance of um, at least seeing yourself once represented somewhere yeah. makes a huge difference in how you succeed in school. Wow, it's such a great mission. It's, you know, it's one thing for a kid to, to read the written text about himself or herself, but to actually look at a picture and to be able to, to associate themselves. That's so powerful. I, I love that. I love that mission. I love everything about all of that. So good for you. That's amazing. Baby steps. <laughs> no, it's, but, it's a, but it's a huge step, which that, that's kind of the question I have for you next is why make any of those steps? You know, you're, you're doing a great job changing the world from where you are, you know, hanging out in Ontario, living a, a peaceful life right now you've got a, a good job you're changing destinies but now you're stepping out and you're you're connecting with people internationally you are you're writing blogs you are planning a, a picture book that will sell worldwide billions of copies i'm sure of it why why not just maintain your safe space where you are and say me and my family, we're going to live our best lives. Why the need to, to break down barriers, break down walls, and to continue to reach people that you haven't reached yet? So I've never thought about it that way, to be really honest. And that makes me really nervous when you say that. <laughs> but my intent was just to be myself 
mm. and be a little bit visible because in my safety bubble of my amazing life that I have and I really love my life, um, I made a huge impact. And after 20 years of teaching, um, that impact is huge. But then I thought, what else can I do to make a little bit of a bigger impact in a positive way? Learn and give back at the same time. So I think that's the mindset I came with. I didn't come to do something very different or dramatic. I just came to say, hey, I'm me. I'm here to learn. And if you like to work with me, I would love to work with you and teach you more and learn alongside you. That's what I came to do. I love it. Mm -hmm. And there are, I think it's that, that authenticity that makes so many people want to just uh, learn right alongside of you and to work with you and read your, your words and be a part of whatever projects you're a part of because of that humble spirit. You're not out there to, to make a name or have your name up in lights. You're there to just be you and to celebrate you and to share you with the world. So good. So good. Thank you. So, okay. No, many, I, I, I warned you ahead of time that on, on my podcast, um, towards the end of every podcast, I, I tell people to share their, their, their mic drop moment. So in a second, I'm going to be turning to you and I want you to imagine this and I'm going to really intimidate you for a second because um, I'm going to give you some numbers just so you can really wrap your head around who you're speaking to. In the next month or so, several thousand people will be listening to your words. Over the course of your career, this podcast is going to go out and there's 7 billion people on the planet. Let's just imagine 699 billion, 999 million, 999,000 people, 991, whatever. Listen to this. There's a couple people somewhere that don't make it, don't, aren't able to find this, but in essence, the entire world is going to be listening to your words. You're going to have the opportunity to change lives, to inspire people or to connect them back or to say, this is who I am. Now, Manny, I, I want you to imagine yourself on a stage, the world listening to you right now, before you walk off that stage and drop the mic. What do you want them to know about you or to remember about this conversation? Wow, that question. No pressure, no pressure whatsoever. <laughs> okay, I think that question is wonderful. I think it's like a topic to think about. Um, my mic drop conversation would be the importance of being you. I think we need to be genuinely us. We need to carry our stories with us, what we've experienced, what we've been through, to teach others how to grow, be resilient, and be their authentic self. And I think my mic drop comment would be just be you and be happy, be genuinely um, who you are and who you want to be. If you're good at something, share that gift with others. That's what you're here on earth for. There's 6 billion people. Is that correct? Something like that? It's between six and seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, a so lot. Say There's six, a lot. Seven, but a lot of people. <laughs> we all have a gift and we have all, we all have something we can contribute to making this beautiful planet, earth, a beautiful, peaceful, amazing world with no boundaries no boundaries like countries or religions or race or cultures or language all of those things are important but i think my mic drop moment will be we're all human and that's what connects us at the end of the day we're a human race and if we as a race as a human being advance society and we keep the peace we maintain prosperity as a world, we will be successful. I think that's what I would want to say. 
There you go. And you said it, you said it so well. So uh, no, many, there are people listening that just heard that and like, oh my gosh, don't end, don't let this, this conversation end that are going to want to continue to be connected with you. That are going to want to continue to learn with you. How can they reach out to you? How can they connect with you and um, follow your path, follow your journey, follow your story? I would say reach out to me in any social media. I'm pretty friendly. If you follow me, message me, I will be happy to help you and happy to learn as alongside with you so twitter instagram uh, i'm more public my facebook is more private but you can reach out to me on twitter and instagram or email ask for my email i'm happy to communicate and keep in touch awesome and i'll have your your social media handles listed in the show notes for those people that are overachievers and actually read the show notes read them click on them follow her and you will continue to be inspired on all the things that matter most so no many thank you so much for taking time out of your busy crazy day of changing the world to hang out with me and to inspire the listeners that that tune in every week you are amazing you're inspirational and i am so glad that we are connected Thank you so much for having me. It's been an honor reflecting and learning alongside you. Keep in touch. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for checking out this episode of the Lasting Learning Podcast. Your support means the world to me. I would love to continue to connect with you. Feel free to reach out to me at Dave Schmidto on all the things. Connect with me online at schmidto.net or shoot me an email, david.schmidow at gmail.com.